Welcome to episode 11 of the Living Richer Podcast, and as always, I'm your host, Mark Shimkowitz. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about money and marriage. What's all the fighting about? So countless studies have shown that the number one stressor in marital relationships is money. In fact, research has shown that money fights are the leading cause for divorce ahead of infidelity. So it's not surprising that it's also one of the hardest topics for people to talk about. Now, as a financial advisor and as a certified divorce financial analyst, it makes a lot of sense to me because I see how emotional people are around money, the way we think about it, the way we talk about it, and the way we manage it. It all has a lot to do with how we were raised and what role it's played in our lives. Our relationship with money impacts our relationships with other people. Now, you might have great friends who you enjoy spending time with, but whose spending habits might differ from yours. For example, if you're a little bit more careful with your money and they're the type to not think twice about, you know, buying an expensive bottle of wine at dinner and then splitting the bill 50-50, you know, that could upset you. So when you, you're talking about a married couple or a common law couple who have completely different views and values about money, there can be a situation where, you know, it would generate a lot of friction. Now, you might grumble after that Saturday night with friends where you've paid a little bit extra. But when you're a couple, it's a recipe for disaster when it's happening all the time. Now, the fact that it's a topic that so many couples don't even discuss until they're forced to can definitely lead to a lot of stressful conversations. Or, as I just mentioned, even divorce. In today's episode of Living Richer, we're going to explore why it's so hard to talk about money. We'll give you some key tips around the mistakes you should avoid, and most importantly, in my opinion, the things you should absolutely do to ensure healthy conversations about money. Oh no, also, be sure to listen to the end, where I talk about how you can get your list of key money conversation topics. So, without any further ado, cue the music. Welcome to Living Richer with Mark Shimkovitz, Vice President at Raymond James Private Client Group, one of Canada's largest independent investment firms. In this podcast, he'll share with you the things you need to know and things you need to do to build a smart financial plan. Follow along with Mark and learn how to invest wisely, avoid financial mistakes, and navigate life's curveballs without fear. Now, let's get started. So on today's episode of Living Richer, we're going to delve into money and relationships. And I'm excited that today I have a special guest with me to help me break down the topic and to give you tips to make it easier to start the money conversation. She's a certified life coach. She also works very closely with me in my practice. She also happens to be my wife of 28 years. Robin, welcome to your first episode of Living Richer. Thanks, Mark. It's good to finally join you on the show. And I think this is actually a really good one for us to do together. And it's also a good thing I like you because it is pretty cozy here in your recording studio. For those listeners who don't know, uh, Mark's recording studio is actually my walk-in closet. We used to have all our equipment nicely set up in the home office until he figured out that the sound here in the closet is so much better. So now I share my closet with Mark's recording equipment. And some might say that in itself could create major stress in a marriage, but (laughs) I digress. Well, I mean, I'm also sharing, I guess 
my equipment with a nice little shoe rack. Uh, but I digress as well. You know, it's, re- it's really interesting because um, when we were putting this show together, I was trying to remember our first conversations about money. And I realized that we didn't really discuss finances before we got married, did we? No, we really didn't. I, I was thinking about that too. I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that we were both young and working and while neither of us, of us was making a ton of money, we also didn't have a lot of expenses or responsibilities. We lived in an apartment where, where the rent was quite low. Uh, we had no kids and really few obligations. And I think oftentimes when money isn't an issue, it's just not top of mind. We were really, really lucky because when it came down to it, we had similar values and views on money, saving, and spending. And because quite honestly, it really could have gone either way, considering we really never talked about it until a couple of years into our marriage when we we were ready to buy our first house and we were having our first baby. And that was definitely a stressful financial time. So I can see why it's the reason why so many relationships have issues. A lot of people don't discuss money because it's uncomfortable, probably because for, I guess, various reasons, there might be shame attached to the topic of money. If you've made financial mistakes, if you're carrying debt, or if you make a lot less money than your partner, it can be a difficult conversation. Um, It could go back to your childhood and how your parents discussed money. But the fact is that money plays a big part in so many aspects of our lives. You know, where we live, the cars we drive, the vacations we go on, um, how many kids we want, the jobs we take, where we want to retire, how we want to retire. It's funny then that so many couples um, talk about how many kids they want, where they want to live, dreams they have, goals they have, um, without ever bringing up the topic of money until well after they're married or after they're living together. So if you're listening and having difficulties communicating with your partner about money, this episode really is for you because we're going to walk you through a case study of a couple we worked with who had never had a conversation about money before we met with them. We'll talk about where they started out, how we helped open the doors for conversation, and where it took them. If you're a regular listener of Living Richer, you'll know that when I work with clients, we go through an in-depth discovery process. That's part of our 3D process. It requires them to delve into their short and long-term priorities, to set intentions for their long-term goals. If it's the first time couples have gone through this together, it becomes obvious very early on whether they're on the same page or not. It's during this initial exercise where we discover if couples have different wants, needs, desires uh, when it comes to their near and long-term financial plan. It's also the time when we learn a lot about their current financial situation, including outstanding debts like maxed out credit cards or outstanding student loans. Since so many couples avoid talking about money, it's not surprising that when they're facing it head on, it can create tension. So let's talk about um, our clients, Lisa and Brian, which by the way, are obviously not their real names. They were married for about four years and were in their early 30s when we first met Brian's uncle 
um, a client of ours suggested that they come in and talk to us when Lisa was expecting their first child and they didn't have a financial plan in place. So here's a bit of a background. So Brian and Lisa both have great jobs, decent income. They're saving a bit, but Lisa thinks it's was saying, you know, it's not enough. Brian would say that they're young and their best earning years ahead of them and that he'd like to travel more. He'd like to, you know, spend a little bit more before the child arrived. Um, and he also told me that he would like to start um, an education savings plan. I remember Lisa was saying that she grew up in a household looking back at you know their upbringing where money was tight and she was often told that there was no money for this, no money for that. There was definitely what you would call a scarcity mentality. She told me that it seemed like every day they were saving for a rainy day. On the other hand, Brian's upbringing was completely different. It was very much about, you know, live for today. Brian never really had to think about, you know, what things cost or how they'd get paid for. And the thing is, it's not uncommon for couples to have different financial upbringings and different money mindsets. Some are savers and some are spenders. Some are comfortable with debt while others aren't. And when it comes to investing, you can get two very different levels of financial literacy. Some know a lot about investing. They understand risk and they might be quite comfortable with volatility. For others, the idea of, oh my God, a 10% decline in their portfolio, it would send them into a bit of a tailspin. So the bottom line is this. With all of these differences, unless couples are talking openly and honestly about them. It can create huge problems. And when it came to Brian and Lisa, the first step was to focus on getting them to talk about these things. Although it was something that they probably should have done earlier, it was fortunate that it wasn't an issue yet and we wanted to help make sure that it didn't become one. So Robin, do you remember the first time we met with them? What stood out with you? There were actually a couple of things that I remember pretty vividly, Mark. Um, the first was that Brian clearly handled everything financial and shared very little with Lisa. Every time we asked a question, we would see her defer to him and literally have no idea what sort of financial shape they were in. It was also pretty obvious that Lisa and Brian never talked about money, not how they spent it, not how they saved it or not how they invested. Yeah, you're 100% right. Not only did Brian handle the finances, but Lisa had no idea where their money was going. So we took them through, as we do with a lot of clients, a very interesting exercise. Why don't you talk a bit about that, Robin? Sure. Since we saw that Lisa really looked to Brian for the answers, we took them through an exercise that would give Lisa an equal voice and help determine if they were really aligned on their goals. So here's how it worked. We gave them each a stack of cards, and each card had a life priority printed on it. For example, one card said, buy a home. Another said, take parental leave, make a career change, take annual vacations, save for retirement, and you get the picture. Uh, we asked each of them to sort their pile by priority and take the top four things that were important to them and rate those things. And once we were able to do that, we had them tell us what those things were and why each was important to them. What this exercise did was it accomplished a couple of really important things. It focused the conversation on priorities and goals rather than dollars and budgets. And it also required Lisa and Brian to really talk about what their individual and shared priorities were. So from the exercise, we learned that Lisa's priorities centered on security. 
knowing she had money available for a rainy day and having enough for retirement and being able to care for the family. Family was also a priority for Brian, don't get me wrong, but lifestyle was equally important. Annual vacations and eventually leaving his job to pursue this passion project he was telling us about, uh, that was on his wish list. When we dug a little deeper, we learned that Lisa had grown up with a single mother and money was always very tight, as I'd mentioned earlier, um, but when she was a teenager, her mom got sick and they had some really rough years. So that's why saving and security was so important for her. Brian's family, on the other hand, while they weren't overly wealthy, they really didn't want for anything. His parents believed that enjoying life to the fullest and living for today was really what made life all about. So it makes sense then that each of them had different values around money. And this created the starting point for the discussion. We focused on their shared priority, family. And from there, we were able to talk through their other priorities and find out where each was willing to compromise and which priorities were non-negotiable. It took some time, but through some deep discussion and compromise on both sides, they were able to align their top goals, which formed the foundation for the financial plan. Brian had to put the elaborate yearly vacations on the back burner for now, while Lisa agreed it was important that they not only focused on the future, but did enjoy some fun once in a while. And don't get me wrong, she was a fun person. Lots of couples are scared to talk about money because they don't want to rock the boat, they don't want to get into an uncomfortable situation, get into a fight. But trust me, the longer you leave it, the harder it gets, especially if you have two different viewpoints. So it's really important for both parties to have an understanding of where their finances are as well. Even if one person takes care of things like Brian does, the other one should take an active role in knowing how much money's coming in, what their expenses are, what their investments are, how they're investing, you know, what their outstanding debts are. When only one person has the responsibility, they ultimately you know, have the power to make all the decisions, this, I guess you could say, would result in an imbalance of power in a relationship, which is never a good thing. 100% agree. One person should never carry the full load of the burden or the power of managing the finances. Of course, it's fine to relegate that role, but nobody should be in the dark. Mark, we're actually a good example of that. Obviously, you manage people's money for a living, so it would make sense that you would take that primary role for us, and, and I yeah. trust you. Well, thank you. That said, uh, we worked on our financial plan together, and we set those goals together. So I know exactly how much money we have coming in each month and where our expenses are going. And to be honest, that gives me a lot of security in knowing that if I ever had to do that on my own, I wouldn't be in the dark. Right. So if you don't know how to talk about money with your partner, here are a few ideas to help get you started. First off, do not dive right into a quote-unquote money talk. That's all about, you know, spreadsheets and budgets and paying bills because that can really quickly turn into a very stressful interaction. Instead, start with a broader conversation about your financial goals like we did with Lisa and Brian. Sit down and talk about, you know, what your values are, what your future plans are when it comes to money. Do you want to buy a house? What type of lifestyle do you want to live? This is then going to open up broader conversations about money and also help you to see if you're on the same page when it comes to short-term and long-term financial goals around saving, spending, budgeting, and reducing debt. 
Another key to taking negatives out of the discussion is to step back and really try to understand your point, partner's point of view. There is no right or wrong way to feel because everybody has their own set of dreams and fears and values. So if you commit to really listening to your partner, you'll be able to work together to come to a middle ground that suits you both. It's also good to agree on an agenda for your discussion. Pick one topic of focus at a time. This makes the conversation a lot less overwhelming and a lot less likely to get off track. For example, do you both want to save for a home? Okay, so maybe buying a home is the topic of conversation for the day. Then you can get into how do you plan to do that? What is your timeline for that? What are you going to need to give up to make that happen? In other words, focus on a shared goal and then figure out how to work toward it together. Now, you may not be comfortable in doing this together and you may want to involve a third party and that could be a money coach or a financial advisor. Uh, but what you want to do is you want to interview a few of them to ensure that you're comfortable with their approach. He or she should have um, great tools to help you clarify your goals. Like our team, uh, some advisors utilize coaches who can work with the couples who may need additional guidance in order to get them on the same page. The important thing is that you get the conversation started. Now, as usual, let's end our podcast with our top takeaways with regard to money and relationships. Robin, why don't you get us started? Sure. Number one, do not keep secrets. It's simple. Secrets are destructive. Hiding debt, purchases you've made, or the amount of money you make from your partner is a mistake, and frankly, it's a sign of bigger issues in your relationship. According to a recent survey, in fact, I, I just saw um, by the National Endowment for Financial Education, 75% of respondents said financial deception has adversely affected their relationship. So as hard as it might be, be open and honest about money matters. It's really, really important, and it's, it's as important as any other aspect of your relationship. That brings me into number two. Don't expect your partner to have the same money personality as you. You may be a saver. Your partner might be a spender or vice versa. But if you avoid addressing things, it will eventually become an issue. Instead, sit down together or with the help, like Mark said, of a financial advisor or money coach and come up with a plan and a budget that, that works for both of you and suits your family. You can then agree to a certain level of saving, investing, and spending, one that makes sense to both of you. And number three, finally, agree on some shared lifestyle goals and then figure out how you can reach them together. This will take your conversation into one away from focusing on dollars and cents to one that has a deeper meaning. For example, if you both really want to buy a home, then you're both going to be much more committed to making that happen. At the end of the day, money is almost never the root of the problem. It's always just a symptom. And by the way, to help you out, what we've done is we've created a checklist of conversation topics, and we're going to post that on our website. Now, as a disclaimer, do not use this on a first date. It does not go over very well. <laughs> so um, be sure to check that out. And that's going to be available on markshimkovitz.com. And for those listening, I, of course, I really appreciate your support and look forward to our next episode of Living Richer. As always, feel free to reach out to me or to Robin 
uh, either directly through our website, markshimkovitz.com. You can also connect on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Twitter, and we look forward to hearing from you. Yes, thanks so much. And Mark, thanks for having me on your show. I expect I'll be on quite a bit more in the weeks to come. Hey, wait a second. Where did these new shoes come from? (laughs) (laughs) All right, take care. Bye for now. Information in this podcast is from sources believed to be reliable. However, we cannot represent that it is accurate or complete. It is provided as a general source of information and should not be considered personal investment advice or solicitation to buy or sell securities. Raymond James Advisors are not tax advisors, and we recommend that clients seek independent advice from a professional advisor on tax-related matters. The views are those of Mark Shimkovitz and not necessarily those of Raymond James Limited. Investors considering any investment should consult with their investment advisor to ensure that it is suitable for the investor's circumstances and risk tolerance before making any investment decision. Securities-related products and services are offered through Raymond James Limited, member Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Insurance products and services are offered through Raymond James Financial Planning Limited, which is not a member Canadian Investor Protection Fund.